Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome back to the Dr. Supercoach podcast. You're on once again with Cheezo. We're getting down right to the end of the 2021 Supercoach season. A lot of our moves have already been made and we're just waiting to see exactly how they play out for us. But we've got a little bit of wiggle room left and to talk all the things Supercoach we have this week, I have Pistol with me once again. Champion, how are you going? Good. Jeez, I think every week I look forward to the teams and I'm like, okay, you know, here it's coming. Here's the laid outs. Here's the carnage. We're about to cop it. Here's my last trade. It's going to go out the window. And every week it's been kind. <laughs> I've like held on to this one trade just for so such a long time now. So that feels quite nice, but I don't know how much longer I can keep going, Jeez. Uh, look, I would, let's not get ahead of ourselves. I, I, I know you're trying to like... You know, as you do, sit on the fence, the pist- the, the pistol fence sitter. Um, we're all familiar with that now. That I do. <laughs> uh, six weeks out from the end of the season, I have one trade left. We've had Jelly. Uh, I'm pretty sure um, break both his ankles so far in the la- you know the last fortnight. Yep. I've had Darcy injuries. Uh, just all these things where I should have probably used that one trade. And you know why? It's so remarkable that I still have it. It's because I get to use it on Shea Bolton to get rid of him at F. I'm about to play McRae there. Oh, my God. You're not using your trade. I know I know you. There's no chance. I think yeah, what's driving no. you is... It's going to be a luxury trade in, in round 23, and I would never have needed it. Well, I think what's happened is that there's never been a season where I have been the last one of the three of us with a trade remaining, because I'm always the first one. <laughs> so I think it's just a battle now between you and me to see who's going to flinch first. 
Yeah, the, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm ready to sacrifice my rank just to be the last one with a trade, just so you don't get, you don't get that on the mantle. Because I know you, and you're the type to make a freaking plaque, put it on the wall, take a photo with it, a selfie. Um, so I'm not that gonna, I'm not gonna let that happen. But pistol, I just want you to you hear that. Yeah, it's uh, your rank. It's not doesn't sound you know very that big. Ah, uh, that's uh, that's the smell of a uh, a crisp. Crisp voucher for uh, finishing top ten and around uh, their pistol. You, you got one of them before? Uh, no, no, I haven't actually. <laughs> and keep it that way. Um, no, so yeah, it, it, good couple of weeks coming up ahead. Um, hopefully, the, uh, the 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 good green ticks that we see on Supercoach are going to continue um, into the future. Pistol, why are we here on a Thursday? I think this is like the the first week we've done a sole Thursday pod in, I want to say, three years. Yeah, probably. Uh, I think with the ever-changing COVID situation, which is still changing while we record this podcast, yeah, we kind of just want to get as much information as possible so we can give the best advice possible because there's so many people that are close to the top and the pointy end of the season, such as yourself, Chizo, that... Mm. Monday podcasts might not make the most sense. So we're just trying to push it a bit later so we can adapt. So that's just the way it's got to be. And uh, Chizo, let's just quickly have a recap of how your week was because I'm sure people were sure. following along with your journey. Okay. Uh, 26-23 in uh, round 20. Uh, a little underwhelming with Ridley unable to uh, get a kick being uh, played lockdown uh, or a close checking on, on Papley, which wasn't the greatest matchup, uh, although we'll talk uh, about Heppel's injury maybe influencing that a, a little bit down the track. Um, moved out from 18th to 19th, just Oof. fell a few points behind. Uh, and the annoying thing to me was uh, after I had that big round in round 18, um, I was 144 points out of sight of the top 10 and I was going to bed dreaming of, uh, of cash and prizes and tracksuits and things like that. Um, I, I've fallen to 173 points uh, or 20, 29 points, 30 points away uh, from where I was, which is uh, uh, it's tempering my expectations a little bit. I, I think um, uh, I'm, I'm not going to let the eyes get too big for my belly at this stage, mate. And uh, what happens, happens, mate. How did your week go? Just win the week, Cheezo. You, you can... <laughs> we'll be fine. You Just do it. Just like, do it. Come on, It'll mate. It's simple. Uh, I I had a stinker. It started badly with uh, was it Houston right off the bat scoring like fifty points. I, you know it's been crazy that this season I've pretty much had a full bench nearly every round, so I can't loophole, and it's hampering me so much. So I keep copying these scores from Houston every week when he's scoring terribly, and then you know Bolton as well. It's just been mostly both of those two players, you know Ridley as well. Yeah. But I, I can't be upset with him. Um, and I had a captaincy miss, classic me, all of the last five weeks have been captaincy misses. Why didn't you have one two weeks ago as well? I've had them every week for the last four weeks. I've Man. had bad captain scores. So this one I can't even complain that much about. It's just I took the McRae 131. I was going McRae into Oliver. Um, <coughs> most people got Walsh's 140 or Steele's 158 or Oliver's 166. So I still managed to have the worst captaincy score, which is frustrating but it is what it is 2549 one of my biggest drops in the last since the buy um and mm. fell 44 spots to 155th so uh yeah my quest for the top 100 finish took a took a hit i fell uh, another 50 points back so 100 points out of the top 100 at the moment but still still chasing hard cheeso and uh hopefully i can still get there mate 
Look, we're all look. Our whole community is behind you. Just <laughs> making <Shut> sure <laughs> that you beat JB's one sixty four, so that we can both uh, be inside of that value. So um, we can basically just put that to bed and not ever have to see one sixty four in Slack ever again. So um, we're all behind That's you, mate. Um, I apologise for saying shut up. I thought you were making fun of me because you were <laughs> smashing it. <laughs> Uh, it's just about making really, really good decisions, mate. Like you'll, you'll learn how to do that one day. Uh, no Patreon signups this week. Uh, we still appreciate you all that us hang along with us this late into the season. Uh, we do have some prizes for Prize League Pistol. Uh, who scored the most points for the month of July? So I got very excited for this Prize League because I was like, Chizo's a shoe in, right? He's absolutely been flying. Chizo came second in the Prize ah. League. He got done by 90 points. We've got Devin, Coach oh. M. Vipid. I can't pronounce it. E-M-V-P-I-I-D. Who's it's moved Roman into... numerals, mate. Yeah. What? Um, no, it's not. It's, it's... <laughs> 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 Nearly got me. Uh, he has moved into ninth place overall. Started the month at 68th. So that's quite... In one month, gone from 68th to 9th. Yeah, big jump. absolutely flying. 90 more points than Chizo, which is absolutely outstanding. So please contact Chizo on Slack to organize your prize to be sent to you. And in third place was uh, The Profit. Wasman has uh, done extremely well this month as well. Very good pickup in Rivalry League to, uh, I believe, mid-season draft uh, their <laughs> pistol. Um, uh, we've also got a lucky door prize, and that goes to the commissioner. Um, and it just so happens that Chizo is coming up against the commissioner in uh, the semi-finals of the Dr. Supercoach Cup. There's only eight coaches remaining. Chizo at the top half of the draw. Um, I don't want... I, I'm going to put my hand up now that Pistol was watching on the random name generator. There was no funny business. This is not some sort of, you know under table deal of uh you know trying to commission a bench all his star premium so i can get through to the, the prelim finals there's none of that this was a, a totally fair and just system so i don't want to hear any of that in slack um we've also got cancer council uh, just the one donation this week we do and it's uh, again thank you very much to webdog he is single-handedly trying to get us to the $16,000 mark of which we are $184 short he has donated another round another donut hashtag pray for CCJ and webdog i think the praying might have paid off for you this round we'll have to see when we go through the team shortly pistol i'm going to say that if CCJ comes to his rescue and is able to be played on field from nowhere. That's really a precision engineered super coach trade, <laughs> if that works out that way. No, and I'm going to say, precision engineered, well, I can tell you something about that with the lawnmower 4.0, <laughs> the brand new fourth generation trimmer. Join the two million men worldwide, including the podcasters who are a fan of the Manscaped movement and their products. Imagine shaving with a sleek, well-designed and optimized trimmer that makes shaving your favorite time in the bathroom pistol. Now, I'm actually, uh, we're all one of the first that got to try the 4.0 before they were officially released and I'm actually blown away by the performance and the improvements and uh, the the thing that jumps out to me, we already know that it's got cutting edge ceramic uh, blades uh, to reduce those nicks and accidents with the skin safe technology but the thing that I really, really like is the wireless charging now pistol. There's no more trying to connect that little uh, charging dock from the 3.0. With the 4.0, you just simply finish your shave, give it a rinse, 
pop it straight in the wireless charger. It glows. It's fantastic. Um, and you can now choose with the additional guard lengths, sizes of one to four, because maybe it's like the MCG pistol and you like to choose your grass length. <laughs> so you can do that with the lawnmower 3.0. Uh, sorry, 4.0. Uh, so if you do want to get involved with uh, some of these Manscaped goodies, you can use code DRSC to get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com, and that will help sponsor the podcast. Thank you to Manscaped uh, for continually uh, suppon- uh, sponsoring us and supporting what we do. Pistol, let's get into the Supercoach content, mate. And obviously, being a Thursday podcast, I feel obliged we need to go through the teams, mate. And on the Friday night... GMHBA Stadium, we've got the Cats and the Giants, and we're not going to go through all the ins and outs, um, but particularly on the Giants side, we've got Kieran Briggs coming in as the number one ruck for those that still have him. That's uh, going to be potentially a loophole chance if you've got him in the forward line with someone like Bolton that's been stinking it up, but also Matty DeBoer has been named in the centre pistol. That's going to be really, really interesting to see who he goes to, and I think we know all who it could be. Cameron Guthrie? I don't think so. It's more hoping. I I feel like hoping is not going to get us in the way. It's danger. (laughs) And DeBoer hasn't been playing lately. He's going to be primed. They're going to be really, really putting the number on Dangerfield, I think, this week. Does... uh, does is that enough to kind of scare you off using a VC considering these had some, you know, big 130 scores in the last month and a half? Yeah, for sure. I think it's a very high chance that they do play uh, Dangerfield more forward to try and avoid the tag, which isn't a bad clash, you know, when you're playing at, you know, home against a side that could concede quite a few goals. I think he could still score well, but I'm, I'm not expecting a, a vice-captaincy-worthy score from Dangerfield this round. So, yeah, enough to stay away from me for sure. Um, but on the GWS side, Chizo, you can don't forget, you got Briggs. He can also loophole with Houston down back because he can, he can cover both. So <laughs> That's true. It's uh, a Briggs win-win. to the rescue. Yeah, if you have Briggs, definitely any sort of starting ruck is always a chance to go 80-plus. You probably would take that over both Houston and Bolton this round. So for mm. sure, if, you, if you've if you got it, flaunt it. Gee, so there's one one particular player that has been performing poorly the last three weeks and now finds himself named in the forward pocket, which with all of the outs from GWS, um, in particular Hopper um, and, and Tom Green, Tim Taranto has had his shoulders basically bandaged up, but he looks like the mummy at the moment. He can't really seem to raise <laughs> them. His record, I think they said zero tackles in three weeks. He's clearly playing injured. If you yeah. still own him, when's the time to be like, okay, I, I'm just I'm cutting and running? Or or is it you just hold him out and save the trade? What, what would your plan be there? Uh, I'm pretty sure it was like round 14 when we were finalising yeah, our side. We probably. were upgrading him. Uh, and uh, he can't look like Mummy. Mummy's been uh, he's been dropped this week. Uh, this is the thing. It's it's not just the tackles. It's also the fact that he's been attending no centre bounces, yep. essentially. I think in the last two or three weeks, he's attended like four in total. So that screams for me, on top of the fact he's not tackling... Um, maybe he is he's carrying something with the uh, the GWS team they're pretty trigger happy and if there's someone that is carrying something significant they do just 
take them straight out. Um, uh, look at it, you know, we've got eight players that have been injured this week that they've just straight on um, taken out of the side. Josh Kelly, obviously, has been having those ankle issues ongoing. It seems to flare up every single week, and uh, I have no fingernails left from watching GWS games. Um, they're banned in the Cheeso household. I feel like it can't be bad enough that we're at the point where we're panicking about Tim Taranto um, averaging 50 for the end of the year. Like I, I feel like at this point, if it was that bad that it was hindering him this significantly, he wouldn't be playing. Um, so you've got to take into consideration maybe it's a form slump. Um, data sets can you know have variants in them, and maybe two games with no tackles just happen to happen back to back, whereas otherwise you know it may you know scattered in uh, amongst the twenty other games of the season, it would have gone unnoticed. Uh, there's a lot of things there. I've been watching the games and I haven't necessarily noticed. It hasn't even looked like to me he's been carrying something. So this is all kind of supposition for me. Is there something that is? Are we just kind of reading into that uh, sort of? Uh, we're ex- you know, trying to find excuses for maybe these just underperforming. Not really. I think the data is pretty clear. If he's not attending a centre bounce, so he's not getting mid time, and playing forward and scoring badly. I think that's enough of a, a warning sign. I mean, that's basically all the reasons yeah. why I traded out Josh Kelly in like round three for, for Clayton Oliver was because he yeah. was playing forward. He wasn't getting the midfield time and I, I didn't want him in my side then. So I, yeah. I don't see it too differently except now there's more injuries in that GWS side and it's kind of, well, they don't have midfielders so they kind of have to play yeah. him in the midfield. And if they don't do it this round, then it's a, a 100% a trade-up. Mm. But even this round is not a good matchup. Like Geelong at home is... Definitely not a good matchup for GWS. And don't forget, they're they're trying to push for finals right now. So they, they can't afford to rest Tim Taranto either. Like if they didn't have Tim Taranto after losing Tom Green and Hopper, I mean, who's left in their midfield? They basically got nobody. <laughs> and, they, and they've got Kelly on one foot. Yeah, I, I guess the point I was trying to make um, in that we're just trying to find excuses for why he's underperforming. He's not a premium. Anyone that thinks he's a premium, we've been saying this all year. Yeah. If you have the luxury of trading out Tim Taranto to someone else with three weeks to go, do it. Like, it doesn't seem like a difficult um, question for me. Like, uh, same proviso, um, you know, is that all teams are different. You're in different scenarios. You've got different bench cover, blah, blah, blah. If you can get rid of Tim Taranto and upgrade him to an actual premium that can go, you know, 110 plus, that's absolutely something I'd be looking at straight away it doesn't even seem like a, a difficult question well we can we can talk about some options later i guess um Chizo, so we might leave it there because i know we definitely yep. will we'll get to talking about that next but game i think um yeah i think that that probably summarizes the plan you just just if you can even loophole him because they play first i think it's worth loopholing him he, he's he's going in the 50s and 60s so most people have bramble or or someone else mm-hmm. so i think that's the way to go um Jump into the Adelaide Crows versus Port Adelaide. We've got a debutante, Braden Cook, will come in, so one less rookie for next year. We have Robbie oh, Gray coming again. back, which is uh, interesting for the sh- you know another showdown match. But look here, it's uh, this game is for me personally. It's all about Houston and Houston scoring well and Houston saving my round and not ruining it every single week and making me get frustrated every single weekend. So. Yeah, I don't think there's uh, much in particular to talk about for this one. Mm. 
Um, the, are we going to see the emergence of Zach Butters? I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm just hoping to get. So. I'm hoping to get some. I'm hoping to get some more to more run into his legs. Uh, well, not so uh, super super coach relevant. Neither is the next game with Carlton and the Gold Coast. Uh, Jack Bowes has been omitted for those that are still desperately clinging on to him being a premium after selecting his hot start to begin the year. Uh, we've got Richmond and North Melbourne. Pistol, are we seeing anything there that's kind of jumping off? The, a lot of ins and outs on both sides. Um, CCJ. Uh, <laughs> CCJ to the rescue. CCJ is back in. Uh, I think that will that's, that's a sight for sore eyes for uh, quite a few people. There was talk that Nank might be playing a bit sore as well, so that might yeah. mean even more, I guess, ruck time for ccj but i don't know if that's a great thing for him because he's such a good forward it's a good it's <laughs> yeah. a good matchup though like this is a this is a really good game for if you have to play him or, or can loophole with him like fantastic yep. matchup against north melbourne so i'd really yeah like if i had him that feels like a, a really good one this week uh maurice rioli for his debut as well another rookie that is going to be gone for us next season and uh mm. the return of taron thomas after his uh concussion in the previous week, I know he's been on the radar for That's a couple good. of people. Um, Cheese, I think the most interesting thing in this whole game is always going to be about Bolton. Is he like, is he worth trading out or is he worth holding? Is it people's emotions getting to them when we see these poor score after poor score, and you know Richmond's good fixtures coming up? What's what's the play? What's the general advice and guidance here? Yeah, it's a tough one. As a a Shea Bolton owner, um, even when I brought him in at the back end of the buys, he hasn't been great. So it's been a a, a tumultuous kind of six weeks of ownership in terms of uh, a Bolton for me. If you have the potential to upgrade him, maybe you can get someone like a you know maybe a Marshall. Um, I'd be looking at, at something like that. It, he just his role is being changed. He's just being moved. He, two weeks ago, he had a great midfield role and just wasn't um, connecting those into supercoach points. This week, he's been playing more forward and then was missing um, uh, crucial shots in, in 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 important times to try and seal the game, which could have like had another massive boost. He's not necessarily playing trash, but he's just kind of missing those. Uh, potential moments that he probably took earlier on in the season um, to make an impact on the game. Uh, I'm not sure whether uh, that is just because it's just kind of slowing down towards the end as the season progresses, uh, still as a a relatively young player. So um, interesting to see. I think it's another way to situate. I'm going to kind of go on a different tact here, Pistol. We've been preaching the last few weeks like um, a trade, you know, six weeks out from the end of the season. You know, imagine if you use that trade, you go down to zero trades and then suddenly you have a, a, a donut and then you've got six weeks of donuts. You know, what's better? I think we're almost at the point now yep. that if you've got decent bench cover with three weeks to go and you're going to get through this week, you've only got to get through a fortnight. Yep. You know, and I, I'm kind of seeing that the, the, the chance... The, the, the opportunity cost to use a trade and make your move before it's too late is sort of this week, isn't it? Yeah. No, I, I totally so, agree with you there, yeah. I think this is the first round where I would consider making one of these sideways moves, potentially go down to zero trades. I, I don't think I would do it personally, but I think mm. this is the first week that it's viable for sure if, yeah. if you're on that risk risky train. 
Yeah, and I guess that has to be a risk reward scenario that you sum up for your personal side in your specific scenario. It's got to be something that you're comfortable with. No one can tell you what to do. Um, because let's take my example. I'd love to get Shy Bolton to uh, Shay Bolton to a uh, a Marshall, for example. That'd be a really really good trade. The problem is I've got really good cover in every line that to allow that trade, but I've got Darcy who's been hampered for the last couple of weeks and I have no for, uh, ruck cover. And I still feel like uh, Darcy might get a rest in the last two weeks. So that's the reason I'm not pulling the pin on something like that. But the question that you ask, someone like uh, Houston or a, a Bolton that is just you know having a, a terrible run of the year, end of the year, this is kind of the first week where the scales are sort of tipping in the opposite direction where the risk is suddenly outweighing, uh, the, the benefit is uh, outweighing the risk. Do you, you sort of agree? Yeah, I think I think Marshall will continually score well playing as the number one ruck and you can gain a good 30 points each week uh, by having him over Bolton and that mm. includes Bolton's good run. I mean, Marshall's got a decent enough draw by himself, I guess the risk is always like someone like McRae um, of the Jack variety gets injured and then you have to play Bramble for the next two weeks and you lose 50 points a week. But that's that risk that you're taking. That's that gamble. Yeah. Um, it's unpredictable as well. Like, you know. Completely. Um, completely. It's not It's not like you've got like um, a lopsided um, amount of risk inside of your team. You know, like a Fife and all, all these kind of re-injury type of guys on top uh, where you have to be more conservative. If you're, if you're pretty pretty happy with your team, um, then there's no reason that you can't do it if that's something that you're looking forward to. So, um, But would you use two got... trades to get there? Like if you only had two left, would you yep. use two to do it or would you use just try and use one trade? Or like what's would you use one trade to get to side bottom but two trades to get to like a Dugowie or Marshall? Type no, I'd be using I'd be using two trades because you yeah, there's no point swapping a mediocre player for another yeah. guy that's had a mediocre and bumpy year. You should be doing this move if you're really looking at someone to because um, don't forget this is leagues are do or die from this point on. So if you're playing this week uh, in a head to head as well, there's no point kind of using one trade and getting someone mediocre. Uh, I'd be I'd be using both of those in in the scenario to try and upgrade and and get uh, an absolute bona fide in the forward line instead of someone that's underperforming. I think uh, that goes with Houston as well. We've have received a lot of messages about what to do with Houston. You know, he's at this really 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 bad price range. Mm. He's just fallen so much in money that you you can't afford anyone good at yeah. his price range at all. Like he at three hundred sixty four thousand, he's pretty much the best player in his price range and I feel like Bolton at 395,000 is the best player for like at least 40k in his price range as well which means that these sideways one trades are just not worth it I'd rather wait to see if I cop a Jack McRae injury and sideways trade him so I don't have to play Bramble on field can you you stop making really specific (laughs) statements I'm so sorry be general be vague Don't throw any of this really specific stuff out there, okay? I'd prefer to use my trade in that situation rather than do like a Bolton to a steel side bottom. Yeah. I don't think I'm going to gain much from that. I mean, Bolton could easily outscore a side bottom on the run home. And I know it sucks. I know because I have Houston and Bolton and it hurts every single week when they're scoring so poorly. But with one trade and I have 28K left over, it's just not worth it. Like there's no... 
it's it's for, I, I just think yeah I think it's a wrong move to make and I think it's an emotional move to make as well so, yeah sure ro- robot uh, me is next- saying hold <laughs> for how much you can go <laughs> all the way up yeah yeah. Uh, next game, we've got St. Kilda and Sydney Swans. Nothing uh, massively super coach relevant here, Pistol. Uh, obviously, that uh, Ryder is still, uh, we've mentioned um, Ryder might be looking at missing the rest of the year. So, Rowan Marshall is the number one ruck. So, uh, and Hunter that, was uh, omitted. Yes, so that that just tell, that just uh, kind of signifies to me that, that Rowan Marshall's body, um, they're feeling a lot more confident in it. Yes, you know, like we we were worried that Rowan Marshall wasn't going to get to the end of the year, and you know when Ryder was out, they brought Paul Hunter in. I was like, oh, oh maybe this does mean they are sort of worried about his body, and uh, this this kind of gives me confidence in terms of reading between the lines. Under Bontempelli, who's like five eighty eight k, Rowan Marshall is the best buy. I think in any out of any position, he's only five hundred nine k, and yeah, it cheap. would shock me if he went less than one hundred ten. Playing as the only tall ruck for St Kilda, yep. we already know he scores. We've seen it before, and he's just come off at one fifty eight. Like, yeah, if you if you can get this guy in, and you need to make an upgrade, it doesn't matter if you're getting a midfielder or getting a forward. Use DPP, swing Dangerfield in the midfield or Bolton, whatever yep. you need, and just bring in Marshall. Yep. I agree. That that's something that's overlooked. Uh, um, people are. Oh, I don't want to have a DPP forward in the the midfield, and y- usually that's true. But when you've got three rounds to go, and you've got you know you're shopping in this particular aisle with these particular priced products, you've got to pick the best one, and that doesn't matter. It, it, don't get sucked into um, uh, old school thoughts like that. Uh, next game, we've got Fremantle and the Lions. We do have a massive uh, omission, and that. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Oh, not omission. Um, illness to Lockie Neal from the Lions, who will be missing this week. Uh, that's going to impact a lot of super coaches that unfortunately got uh, burnt by Lockie Neal for yet another time in 2021. Oh my gosh, it's a very unfortunate. I think uh, this is one of those situations where it's a trade for me. Like it's we've yeah. only got three weeks left. You oh, might you might not cop, cop another injury for the rest of the year. So if you've got Lockie Neal, I would be pretty much saying, yeah, righto, I guess if you've got 10K, you can get someone like, like Bontempelli. All those players like Bontempelli, Parrish, Took, um, you know, Oliver, Walsh, Steele, all these players are definite upgrades and big ones. But if you can't afford it and you need to go down, I think you're pretty much just shopping in the the, the Cam Guthrie or, or Marshall bracket. Personally, I'd, I'd go Marshall, but there's definitely an argument to be had for, for uh, Guthrie. Yeah, sure. 
Um, unfortunately, on the Fremantle side, um, we've still got Meek on the extended bench for those Sean Darcy owners like me. I'm really, really, really crossing my fingers that they're just going to let Sean Darcy loose uh, this week, Pistol, because I need him as my, you know, one of my big uniques uh, to kind of help with my rank push. The more that Leek, uh, Leek, um, Meek plays, uh, the the harder it's going to be to try and separate uh, myself from the the, the Grundy um, owners of the the ranks. So that's just a, another one to keep a, a, a look on for those in that position. Um, <laughs> nothing else you're seeing uh, in terms of this game uh, over at Optus. I think. Um... I mentioned it to you pre-pod, and I thought it was pretty interesting. Uh, the big O, Oscar McInerney, <laughs> he uh, has averaged 115 points since Grundy went down. We mentioned, um, oh, I mean, no, I do, no I one took I can't it seriously. Believe that's related. <laughs> no, 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 no one, no one, no one took it seriously. He was 380k um, at the time. I know a, lot, a couple of people went for Riley O'Brien, but it, it was the big O that was the the pick of the lot in the end. He's uh He's been phenomenal. <laughs> yeah, incredible. Uh, one, some, uh, one person that has not been phenomenal in, I want to say, a month, and that's Zorko Pistol. In terms of supercoach scoring, um, he's been having large impacts in games at really inopportune times. Uh, the, the last uh, quarter against the Hawks of the week just gone um, could have easily had a 80-point quarter. Easily. And... Uh, just didn't quite get it done. So um, I think Lockie Neal out um, against Frio away only kind of solidifies um, Zorko's kind of um, importance on that side and he's going to play a bit more midfield time. This is The last few weeks we've sort of seen him play a little bit um, less time in the midfield just from the eye test in terms of what I'm seeing. I'm, uh, I haven't seen him in and around the ball for uh, the entire game. He sort of drifts in and drifts out. So uh, I'm hoping we see the return of uh, early 2021 Dane Zorko this week with uh, with Neil out. No doubt about it. I think it's a POD captaincy option as well. He's that yeah. good. He's you know listed on ball. I think he will play full game on ball and they will be red hot after just coming off a loss i think they they can't afford another one so this will be a, a really interesting match i think okay Fremantle uh, needs to win too clearly <laughs> that's right big final so big big uh, one. i'm really interested in your opinion on the next game hawthorne <laughs> and collingwood this is going to be surprisingly it's actually going to be a really really good good and close matchup i think pistol um there's no uh john you can uh, which we're hoping that he was going to get some uh, more games towards the end of the year. He's still not even in the uh, the 26. Um, so good for a loophole, but you know not so great in terms of our other rookies on the Collingwood side. Uh, McRae and Bianco both named on the extended bench. What's your take as a Collingwood man yourself? How do you see these guys based on this uh, performance from last week? So I don't think Tom Wilson or Mason Cox will come into the side. I think there is a chance that Bo McCreary comes back in. He was excellent. Um, and anyone following Collingwood knows he was playing as a forward pocket, so I think there might be some pressure there on Bianco as he had a particularly poor game um, up forward. Josh Dacos will come into the Collingwood side. He's clearly Has to. one of our best you know, 10 players, so he will come in, and you know who's been playing in his role? Unfortunately, it's been Finlay McRae, but yeah. McRae was, was really good last week. Yeah, I thought he's he, had a good fortnight. He, he deserves... I mean, my opinion, of course, but he would deserve another game. 
I think it's possible we drop Bianco for Dacos and then McRae kind of gets shoved in the forward line. Um, kills his scoring again. Yeah, kills his scoring. <laughs> uh, it's it's unfortunate. Um, it's just looking at the bench. You, Rusko is going to play and Noble is, is definitely going to play and I'd say Dacos is definitely going to play and that just leaves one spot for Bianco, McRae and McCreary. So not looking good and the other one's probably going to be the sub to be honest with you. Um, yeah. So I wouldn't be loopholing with a Collingwood player. Let's let's put it that way, Chizo. On the Hawthorne side, though, a lot of people still have Brockman, and we're trying to loophole mm. with him. Um, Luke Tricky. Bruce has gone out with an injury, so I'm feeling okay about Brockman Brockman retaining his spot. Looking at that bench there, Chizo, do you want to have a stab at predicting which four players will make the cut? Not really, no. <laughs> it's hard that's why I asked you. <laughs> all right, all right. I'll go first. Tom Phillips, you go. Oh, what, we're doing a draft? All right, I'll do Tyler Brockman. <laughs> uh, I want to go Cozzy. Ah, oh, damn. Now, this is where it gets really difficult. Seglord. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I don't think... Yeah. Uh, look, uh, DGB has gone out with an, I guess they said managed, but yeah, he looked a bit poor last week, um, and he got a bit sore last week as well. It's possible that they decide to replace him with another tall like McAvoy and, and throw him back, uh, yeah. bring Cozzy in, so I think that's the likely kind of scenario there, um, in which case I'd be picking... From the remaining bench, probably one of the smalls. Maybe Harry Morrison comes in for mm. Damon Greaves is a guess. I like that, actually. I think that That's will a pretty good guess, I've got to say. All right, we'll just roll with that and move on. We know we'll get all four wrong. <laughs> <laughs> we need JB here. He kills the bench. Yeah, he does. Uh, he always seems to get it right. Uh, the Doggies and the Bombers in the next game. Dyson Heppel and Kyle Langford uh, out for the, uh, the the Bombers. Influential in multiple reasons in terms of uh, our fantasy scoring. Dyson Heppel, the uh, champion um, of the, the ball coming out of defense for the Bombers side, should see Ridley return to being, um, you know, the main conduit to get out of the the, the back fifty. At least we're hoping so. Uh, and Langford's re-injuring. I think it's the same hammy as well, Pistol. So yeah. for those that waited for a few weeks for him to come back, um, it looks like getting rid of him uh, was the, the the smart decision. In terms of uh, players that are coming back in, Hooker and Waterman, uh, uh, two that you would think come back into that side, but neither are really. Uh, I guess uh, Hooker could be played up forward like Langford has been in the last few weeks. Uh, in terms of replacing Dyson Heppel from a Bombers standpoint, um, Gleason's probably the closest like for like, but yeah. I just I don't see him as the next man into. Uh, the 22, I'd, I'd probably see Guelphie come in before Gleeson. Um, so it probably means that there's just a little bit more reshuffling in terms of the back 50 for the Bombers. Yeah, it's unfortunate. I'd like to see Wardman play because he's my bench cover. <laughs> <laughs> but I do agree with you. I think that's the most likely scenario, unfortunately. On the Bulldog side, though, uh, Cody Waitman has been managed. So that's uh, another hit to some people's teams. He has been been phenomenal all season really since he's played so yeah. i expect him to come back into the side um chizo 
if you had him at F6, which I know some people did have, mm-hmm. it at his price, you pretty much can't get anyone good. He's 295k. <laughs> I love how this is like a little monologue about how they're all screwed. I Well, they're, they're not screwed because Cheese is going to have a wonderful answer that will save them from their suffering. Um, and what was that answer that you definitely had? Uh, 300k, you said? <laughs> yeah. Oh, actually, I just realized that most of these coaches have 150k in the bank, so that makes everything <laughs> a, whole, a whole lot easier. Um, again, we talk about it all the time. Anyone below like legitimate... Um, premium prices you really are taking a punt on it's a proper gamble if you've got a good feeling about someone you've just got to go for it anyone around that 300k range um, you can't really expect uh, anything massive from Um, so you just you're sort of just um, taking a punt on someone and hoping that uh, you like what they look at in terms of maybe say someone who's about the same price you've got no cash in the bank maybe a josh bruce you know, he obviously has the best job security uh, of a lot of those surrounding him. And if the doggies have uh, a really good game against the Bombers, which is all potentially possible, um, he could kick another bag and end up with a 100-plus a, a score. Whereas you're looking at the, the the names around him, like a Nick Cox and, and Jaden Hunter, these kind of guys just don't have the potential upside if every, the, every star aligns. Whereas yeah. uh, with someone like Josh Bruce, if the stars absolutely align, he could put up uh, a really decent score. Yeah, look, most likely just play your bench option. If you don't have bench option, uh, it's, you, mean, you might need to cop it. If you have a trade, you can also still upgrade. look at... Yeah, Trey Rusco. If he was like your last upgrade, perfect time. <laughs> it's true. Trey Rusco, uh, playing off the halfback flank for Collingwood, has looked really good. Uh, so I think he's somebody that has probably the most upside. His last three, 107, 66, 80. Um, and otherwise, Maddie Parker for, for Richmond seems to be able to put out at least mid-70s average, which is probably all you can ask for at that price point. So uh, that's a, yeah unfortunate situation to be in, but uh, it is what it is, Chizo. Yep is what it is and just quietly not super coach related is really uh, not uh, the greatest thing uh, to have to witness as some of these uh, players have just been battling injuries uh, during their entire career but um lin jong obviously retired during the week and um i think i saw on on twitter or something he, he would have played his 200th game last week or the week before if he'd been injury free so it's just um uh heartbreaking to see uh these kind of guys just commit 10 years of their life and just get nothing sort of in return. So, Oh, nothing um, is harsh. <laughs> yeah, just my, just just my personal opinion there. Not that anyone asked for it. Uh, on the Monday, we've got Eagles versus the Ds. Jack Viney out with suspension. Um, and in terms of Supercoach, not a whole lot of relevance here, mate, as you try and knock over your microphone with your forehead. <laughs> Yeah, no. It's about to sneeze. I went to go catch myself and I punched the microphone, having a bit of a nightmare. <laughs> it's been one of those nights, mate. No, yeah, not not too much to report on on this match. I think uh, it's more this game's about the captaincy options that are available. I'd be looking pretty closely at Clayton Oliver at the moment. The the Eagles midfield, well, the whole Eagles team. I mean, watching them last week against the Pies were just awful and if they're going to put that sort of pressure again 
on Melbourne. Uh, Melbourne's going to kick 100 points in the first half, kind of like yeah. they almost did last week. So I'd be looking at, uh, yeah, Clayton Oliver here and hoping him and Petrarca are probably going to have a field day. Sure. All right, mate, that kind of wraps up the teams. Haven't done that in a while, so it's been uh, interesting to go through that. We'll jump into some podcast questions that we have gotten through from Slack. We've talked about them a bit, but let's just really briefly summarize our thoughts on you know the Houston-Bolton trading scenario. I'm very much in favor of it's close enough to the end of the season to take a punt. If you've got someone that you like, just do it. Yeah, I, I'm only in the upgrade camp. I, I'm, it's not an upgrade to to sideways trade them to somebody yep. at the same price. I, I don't yep. like that at all. Even side bottom, I don't think it's a big enough upgrade that it's it's worth yep. it to me. I still think Bolton could totally outscore someone like side bottom. Um, Houston, there's just no one around this price yeah. that's good at all. So it's, it makes it really difficult. Um, I should say when I'm talking about upgrading in the forward line, it's Marshall, if I haven't been... Super clear. He's my number one at five hundred. Oh, do you like Marshall? Five hundred nine k. I think he's <laughs> he's the pick of the bunch there. Dugowie yep. at five hundred sixteen k is not far behind. Playing in the midfield, looking unbelievable. We'll have a big score against Hawthorne this week, no doubt about that. And uh, other than that, I mean Bailey Dale's just been very very consistent. He's that ninety five hundred player um, at four hundred seventy eight k. If you needed somebody a little bit cheaper. On the defender side, I feel like I haven't taken a breath, Chizo. I should ask if you had anything to add to that. No, no, no. <laughs> you, you hear me interject if I don't agree with you. Awesome. Um, on the defender side, it's a little bit more interesting just because there's a, a lot more options. But yeah. in terms of like cheap options, there's not really too many um, that are actually good. So, yeah, you're probably struggling a little bit if you're going really, really cheap. You kind of have to pay about the 500k range as well, and even yeah. then, um, yeah, some of them can be a little bit hit, hit and miss. I think Maynard, I've mentioned on a lot of podcasts in the last couple of weeks, he's still a massive POD, five round average of 100, three round average of 108. I still can see him scoring around those marks uh, for the rest of the season, which makes him a solid enough purchase. I probably like him a bit more than Harris Andrews, who's got a five round of 105, um, just because, you know, those those key defenders, you kind of wouldn't be shocked if you put out like a 40 and had to play a really hard lockdown on somebody. Um, so I just kind of like the safety. But other, otherwise, Caleb Daniel Chizo, he's he's only 515k, oh, and he's CD. got a three round average of 122 Mate, he's, he's come full circle this year. <laughs> he, he's worked his way back into some people's favorite books in the last few weeks, just watching him go about his business. Oh, man. it's If I knew where he was going to play every week, I'd feel more comfortable. But it's kind of like you just know he's a he's a good player. Mixed bag. Yeah, he's a good player and he's going to score pretty well, but like not super well, but enough that if you're making this upgrade, it's like probably okay. I mean, he's the same price as Jake Lloyd, and I definitely prefer Jake Lloyd. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, otherwise, yeah, for those that don't have that much money, you're pretty much looking at holding Houston. I mean, maybe at 470-ish K, 480K, Luke Ryan, that's probably oh, yeah. the cheapest yeah. I see. That's good at that price, but otherwise, yeah, it's slim pickings. Yeah, okay. Um, I just want to think about, you know, we're talking about um, what we should do if we've got trades remaining and um, luxury trades and things like that. Um, I, I think it's just important to know that we're all down to our absolute 
Like there, there's no no one sitting out there with a bunch of trades uh, wondering what to do with them. We are definitely at the end of our rations, and we have to be really, really certain that we're um, we're making the right move. And I, I think was it forty percent of the top one hundred have zero trades, and another forty percent have um, have one trade. So I think there's eighty percent of the competition, uh, or at least in the top one hundred. Um, that you know, just dealing with either one last injury trade or nothing. So a lot of these uh, topics that we're kind of talking about may or may not even be relevant or applicable to your situation. So just keep in mind that um, a lot of the generalised comments we make, you need to apply it to your own side. And I thought that was just Im- important to note. Yeah, no, fair enough, Chizo. Um What about jumping into captaincy choices for the rounds? Yeah, okay. Um, so... I, I'm I'm very very big on just taking a really really safe um, and, and smart decision. You you were talking about how you had a 131 from McRae and you had a bad captaincy choice and you were really disappointed. I think we do just need to accept that anything above 120 as a captaincy choice is fine. Like if you're missing 30 points from going McRae to Oliver. Or, you know, you even mentioned Walsh. That's a 10-point difference. Definitely don't be disappointed. If you own both of those players and they both go 130-plus, that's awesome. You've got a VC on one of them, sick. The reason that I mention it is because this week we have... It may be quite difficult for a number of us to get a genuine loophole option. Um, Kieran Briggs, for myself, is now coming uh, coming uh, back into the GWS side, who I was using as a loop in the last few weeks. Uh, he's now gone from me. Um, what I'm kind of summarizing is that I think it's going to be the best play that if we just pick a VC quite early on in the round, because if you look at a lot of the uh, the typical captain options, they're all playing on the Sundays and the Monday right at the end of the round. And just to the whole COVID situation, it could really see a situation where we just don't have a C or a, a loophole option anymore because things start getting moved around. So I'd like to lock in a, a, a VC really early and, uh, I'm really happy to take a 131 from Sam Walsh this week uh, against uh, the Gold Coast Pistol. Do you, what I've said just sort of resonate with you? I think the biggest thing you said was about COVID situation because it happened last week when the games were being shuffled and I had McRae into Oliver and the Melbourne game was, I guess, cancelled for a period of time. I was panicking yep. because I was like, I don't have another good option now. So I've got McRae into no one and I was like yep. really panicked. So from that, I guess, lesson learned, it's all right, I just got to pop my VC on an early game while at least it's stable. And, you know, if games are moved later, at least I'll potentially have a good VC score. So I got a bit scared from that, but I think it, it is a lesson learned. And for that reason, um, I think Walsh is probably the the best first choice that pops up there um, yep. playing on, on the, the first game on Saturday. So, yeah, I'm with you on that, that Walsh VC train. I probably should just captain. It probably should just follow your captaincy choices. Given I've been so rubbish at it lately, anyway. <laughs> Mate, I wasn't going to say it. Uh, the Geelong <laughs> Friday night game, Geelong and GWS. Uh, I think there's a, enough doubt uh, across both teams to ignore, uh, ignore both of those. Wouldn't be surprised if one of the big guns have a good game, but the, the, it just doesn't sit with the the, the safe option I'm just talking about. Uh, I think Took against um, oh, so Carlton good. is going to be going to be decent. That's He's been the best. We've, one. we've been saying. He's been good this this season, but he just he, it, uh, somehow he's still being underappreciated by just how good he's been this year. He's probably the one midfielder that if I I could uh, apart from Parish that I could substitute into my team. Um, just I just love to as a player. Um, 
I'm I starting like him to next year. Hundred percent. He's out. He's out uh, averaging bites and belly. Someone clip it. I'm. Someone I'm, clip I'm that. doing it. He'll be a POD as well because half the people will be. I mean, pretty much, and it's it's totally fair. You know, if you're picking yeah. the Bontempellis and the McCrays, the Jack Steels, the Olivers, the Walshers, you don't kind of remember little old Took Miller. So I'm 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 pretty keen on it. He's he's been dominant in the last half of the year, and I think he's he's got a full season of 130s in him. Mm. All right, talk to me about Jack Steele against the Swans. Obviously, Jack Steele's got a crazy five-round average. I'm just going to double-check just so I was going to say 140. 143 yeah, is his five-round yeah. average. Um, he's obviously what I would call like one of the safer options. Um but because he's kind of playing the fifth game of the round, you kind—I'd like to see a VC inside of that. Um, and against the Swans, Swans have been really, really good this year and continue to surprise me um, with how good they've been. I don't think that that's enough to impact Jack Steele. I, I, I think they'd need to send like an old school Swans, you know, a, a Georgie Hewitt hard tag to try and um, shut him down. I think he's—he's going to be uh, really good this week again. I don't think he can. Shut him down. He had like what was it, eight tackles in the first quarter? Yeah. Last week. Like he's he's scoring from other ways and just finding the football. And if he's tackling like that, you can't stop that. So for me it's just a safe pick because you, you can't stop him from scoring. He will find ways and he will score. He's in such a purple patch at the moment. I'm I haven't captained him once this whole season. <laughs> like I feel kind wow. of stupid. He's averaging hundred and twenty five. I, I Is this because you don't own him? No, I do, I do own him. I, <laughs> oh, this is even more wow. There. I've just been, been, I guess, that's why I've had bad scores the last four, yeah. four rounds from captains. I mean, playing around with McRae and Grundy and Gorn and Oliver and just Walsh and missing. I've, I'm getting all the misses. I should have just been sticking with Jack Steele and I would have been one very happy man. I think he's <laughs> uh, absolutely brilliant and uh, he, he's probably the best best captaincy option. Yeah, I agree. There are some genuine, really good options um, outside of that, however. Uh, we do have Titch against Collingwood, moved to the MCG, not playing in Tassie yep. anymore. Always kills um, us. And always at the MCG, he, he yep. plays really well. He's come into a rich vein of form in the back end of the season as well. So uh, five-round average of 131. He's another safe captaincy pick. I think uh, Lions without Neil has been really good this year. I think that there's potential to see another uptick um, against <laughs> against Fremantle and Zorko. I'd probably be picking Lions more. You know, he's going to be a, a straight. Uh, you know, he's going to be a C option. So I'd I'd rather yeah, a VC kind of flyer on on Zorko, particularly how he's been in the last few weeks. Um, and the doggies in the Essendon game is another really great one. Two midfields that just go head to head, and we should see um, Parish and Bont as the the two big dogs from the middle of the year that uh, we all wanted to get our hands on. Uh, returning to form and doing one fifties uh, against each other would be lovely to see too. So I, I think it's one of those scenarios where we should just lock in a really easy VC and just get it done as early as possible in the round. Um, and then, you know, if that fails, Pistol, and we're forced to pick a C, or if you don't have a loophole and you have to straight C someone, um, who are the big names that are jumping out at you? Are you just just taking it really, really easy in the steals and, and that kind of vibe? Oh, I think it's it's just steal. I mean, McRae is like a safe, you know, yeah. 120s or whatever it is. Um, I'm not sure. You know, I imagine Zeret and, and McRae and Bont and Parrish will all go really big. Um so I, I don't know which one will go the biggest, but I feel like McRae is at least safe to do well. I feel yeah. like Oliver is really safe as well. I think he will go well this week. Um, mm. 
I mean, it's just really hard for me to say anyone but but Jack yeah. Steele given his form. I think Chizo, if you do have a really late loophole option and it's like really readily available, I don't hate doing like a VC Jack Steele into one of these other guys, but I just think with the COVID situation changing so frequently that yeah. it just scares me too much Play it of safe. being left. Well, I mean, it depends on what you're playing for. If you're playing for league yeah. and you want to take a risk, you come from behind victory or whatever it might be. Um, maybe even if you're going for an overall and you want a bit of a, a POD captaincy option, you might be able to pull one like that, Chizo. But otherwise, uh, yeah, I, I'll probably stick with the, the early VC. And if I had took yep. Miller, it would definitely be him. Cool. So we've, we've done the full loop now. We've told you to play safe. And then if you don't want to play safe, go risky. And so that that I really appreciate that pistol. That's that that's awesome, mate. Yeah. Um, Teams aren't really tagging at the moment either. They've kind of like fallen by the wayside a little bit with some of yeah. their their tagging performances. I mean, some some teams are almost ruled out of finals as well, and they'll stop caring about mm. tagging. So um, I'm not Again. super worried about like a Kerno tag or a tag on steel or anything like that. Only DeBoer. Um, only only yeah. DeBoer. <laughs> and yeah, even then, I, I th- I'm not convinced that he'll tag. Yeah, I think with two sure. chances at a captaincy, um, don't it's going to be hard. It's don't gonna say be hard it. not to hit a good score. Oh, you said pistol. that last time when I had Walsh, my 81, as Walsh captain after you said that the previous time I was on with you. <laughs> you killed oh, me. Jinx God. me. Do it again. Yeah, did it on purpose. Um, that pretty much wraps <laughs> up the Thursday pod. It's been nice to do one midweek. It kind of... It, it, it feels off. It feels weird. It feels... I'm not used to talking this in depth and 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 really really analytical on a thursday it's uh, it's nice to kind of get back to it yeah we got to we got to put it out quickly so people can listen you know that means leaving my sneezes and just get it cracking <laughs> <laughs> i'm only going to take one of them out and i'm going to make you listen back to fig- figure that out uh <laughs> If you do enjoy the podcast, feel free to leave a review on the podcasting platform that you do listen to us. It helps get our podcast up onto the charts so people can find us more easily as there's no algorithm. And if you do want to follow us, you can follow us on our socials on Twitter. Uh, the main page is Dr. Underscore SC. You can find me at Chizo with a Z underscore DRSC, Pistol underscore DRSC, and JB underscore DRSC. Community, thank you for checking in. It's late in the season, but we've somehow managed to get blood from a stone and get an our podcast out to you enjoy good luck in round 21 only a few to go we'll see you all at your next doctor super coach appointment deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for mother's day than whole foods market they're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33 with prime on all body care and candles then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just 9.99 each with prime round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market Black for your next trip, elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com/trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 